This is the Horse Radio Network. It's time for the second annual 12-hour live holiday radiothon by Weatherbeta on Cyber Monday, November 28th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., which means it's time for you to get creative. This year, we have over $3,200 worth of prizes to give away all day long. Prizes including bridles, hoof boots, girths, halters, supplements, riding jeans, coffee, flexing forks, and more. Plus, thanks to Weatherbeta, Noble Outfitters, and Redmond Equine, one lucky listener will win the grand prize worth over $1,500. Merry Christmas from us and all of our sponsors. You can enter one of two ways, or you can do both. Send us a voicemail and show off your amazing voice and sing us a Christmas song that you wrote. We especially love other languages. Write a poem about your favorite show, maybe your favorite host, or your horse. Plus a holiday tune with your favorite instrument. You could do that, too. Or tell us about, this is this year's theme, tell us about your fantasy ride. If you could ride or drive any horse from history or current who is currently living, who would it be and why it's called your fantasy ride if you send it by november 8th you will double your entries we'll put you in twice if you get your entry in by november the 8th the second way you can win is by calling in on november 28th and telling us about your fantasy ride we had over 200 calls last year and we want even more this year it's that simple. All entries will be put in a hat for the hourly and grand prize drawing. So go to HolidayRadioThon.com and click the Enter to Win link for all the details. That's HolidayRadioThon.com. Merry Christmas! This is episode 428 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com, Dr. Rose's Remedies, and Horseware. Auditor April Kamik from Texas is our listener of the week. Nick talks automation in our productivity segment. And the Horselovers.com product review is the Noble Outfitter's Perfect Fit Western Show Shirt. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenda Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Well, howdy, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate you being here. And as you heard before the show started, uh, Radiothon is coming. It's time to get your entries in for the voicemails. Helena, and I don't know if you've looked at the list yet, but if you go to HolidayRadiothon.com and click on prizes, and of course, we're talking about our holiday, second annual Holiday Radiothon on November 28th, we have over 
Now it goes up every day. We have over $3,500 in prizes we're giving away that day. It is, wow. It's huge. I mean, there's a ton of stuff on there. And, you know, just looking at the list, we have... We have custom bridles. We have North Run uh, was giving away a, your choice of, of their fine bridles. And you know, you've seen their North Run bridles. They're yeah. really nice. Up to I love two, them. Uh, you can choose your own bridle up to $200. Every hour on the hour, we're going to be giving away prizes all day long, all 12 hours of the Radiothon on November the 28th. The Cavallo Trek hoof boots, which is the ones we use here for our horses, uh, custom beta bridles. Total saddle fits given away. One of their shoulder relief girths, whether you need English or Western, you can take your pick. Kentucky Performance Products came through with a with a hundred and seventy five dollars worth of stuff. We have dually halters. We have smooth stride jeans. We're going to be giving away those on the stable scoop hour. I love my smooth strides. You and Jennifer wear them all the time. Uh, you know, yeah, and Grace wears them now too. She stole a pair of mine. Oh, did she? <laughs> Yeah, she wears them everywhere. She wears them to school. Sucks when they get to be your size. (laughs) I know. She wears them to school so that when she gets off the bus, she just has to throw on her paddock boots and go to the barn. Well, not only that, giving away an hour hour is something very special, and it relates to our very special guest, which I'm announcing here for the first time. We have Linda Tellington Jones joining us, and of course, Linda Tellington Jones is well known for Tea Touch and one of the innovators in communicating with your horse. She is lives in Hawaii now, and she was very excited. She's going to be joining us. She's giving away her book, The Ultimate Horse Behavior and Training Book. We're going to be giving one of those away, and she's going to tell us all about the holidays from from Hawaii, and is also going to tell us about her fantasy ride, which is our theme this year. Uh, what horse would you like to ride from history or to currently living? So I can't wait to hear some of these big names in the horse world tell us about their fantasy rides. Uh, but Linda's one of our guests for Stable Scoop. That's a new announcement as of yesterday. Uh, and it just goes on and on and on with the prizes. And then the grand prizes are now over $1,500. How about any pair of Dublin Lifestyle boots up to $280. Weatherbeat wow. is giving away one of their freestyle, their brand new Comfitec Premier Detach and Neck Medium Blankets worth $230. Noble Outfitters is giving away a women's or a men's prize pack with uh, ranch tough jackets, uh, cowboy boots, one of their uh, their the wave forks, and just goes on. That's a package worth $500. And then Redmond Equine, is given a year's supply of Redmond Rock on a Rope and several of their other products worth over $500. That's to one grand prize winner at the end of the day. Wow. This is a pile of stuff, let me tell you. And we want you to be able to win. And the way you can win is you send us a voicemail or call or do both. You can do both and get entered twice. That's the way you can win is send us a holiday voicemail that will play on the air on that day. And it can be anything from just calling in and telling us what your fantasy ride is, what horse from history would you like to ride and why. And, or you can, you can sing a song, come up with a clever song, a holiday song. Uh, we had a lot of those last year that were very good. Some were about the hosts of the shows. Like <laughs> Stalina and I, uh, somewhere about our sponsors, which were so much fun. And, or you can write a poem, anything clever, send it in and, or, uh, 
you know, call our voicemail line and give it to us. We have a new way to enter too. If you go to holiday or radio, holidayradiothon.com and click enter to win, you can even do a voicemail directly onto our website now. So we, we made it very easy for you to enter, or you can just give us a call that day. We had over 200 calls last year. We want more this year. Just give us a call that day and tell us about your fantasy ride. We would love to hear your fantasy ride. We've started getting some entries that the first entry we got, Helena, by the way, I wanted to mention this. If you sent us a voicemail where you sang a song about Hanoverians, please, 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 please let me know who you are because you didn't leave your name. And it was very good. You can't win a prize if you don't tell us who you are. So <laughs> it was an excellent song. Matter of fact, it's in contention to be the opening song for the whole Radiothon. Uh, it was that good. So please, please, please let me know who you are. Send me an email or drop me a Facebook message. So that's how you can do it. We have a special offer. We will put your name in the hat twice if you send us your voicemail before November the 8th. So you have a week. Get us your voicemail before November the 8th, and we'll actually enter you twice. And we'd like to have all the entries in by November 15th to give me time to put them all together because there were so many last year. Uh, but there you go. And I hate to tell you, you're going to have to get your friends and relatives to do it, Helena, because you don't qualify. Uh, okay. But you got that's lots fine. of friends and relatives, so... I'm sure one of them uh, well, can sing and is clever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can just yeah. disguise your voice. You could do that too. So. No. <laughs> Everybody knows my voice, especially our horse can radio Grace network sing? fans. Can Grace sing? No. No? <laughs> no. no. She looks like sing. the kind of kid singing. that would be able to sing, but I guess. No, not. she no. she's not. I mean, she can sing, but I don't know that you'd want to listen <laughs> to it. You know, <laughs> she takes after her mother in that way. We really can't carry a tune. Can Buck sing? Yes, he can sing really well. Oh, they got to get Buck to a song. That'd yeah, be good. Buck can sing. Yeah, we need a Buck voice. entry. We want a Buck entry. Uh, well, only if he can qualify to win. Well, sure. He's not a relative or he's not a host. He's the husband of a host. That's different. And that's okay? Yeah, that's, that's legit. Yeah, that's legit. Especially okay. if he sings a clever song. He could probably come up oh. with a really clever song, too. Oh, yeah. He's a clever guy. Right, with get him working voice. on it. Get Buck working okay. on it. I think that'd right. be fun. Yes. I officially declare, I make the rules. I officially declare that he could win if he sends one in. <laughs> I officially, officially <laughs> I declare it. So anyway, get your Radiothon entries in today. We would love to hear from you. And we're so excited about all the guests that we're going to be having. George Morris is going to help us lead today. Uh, and talking about the holidays and, you know, George, I can't wait to hear what his, his fantasy ride would be. That'll be Yeah. <laughs> what time does he start? He's going to start in the first hour. Okay. He's going to start us off. Yep. He opens the show. He's an early guy. He's a yep. morning guy. Yeah. And that's been confirmed. So, uh, so we should have George, uh, coming on the show. We're very excited about that. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about our sponsor, and then we're going to get to our first guest. Nick Snap is going to be here talking about automation in his productivity segment for the month. But first, Horse Lovers has something really cool. They have a new line of sloggers. You've heard of that sloggers footwear? Well, yeah. sloggers has a new line of women's waterproof comfort boots and shoes, and these are the cutest thing out there. They're made in the United States, uh, and not too many products they're made in the United States anymore. Uh, they are very functional and versatile, and they are waterproof boots like you would see 
um, the shiny ones that you see for sale out there. But Sloggers is very well made. They have lots of traction because they're really made for being in the bud. But this line is really cute because chickens are the in thing nowadays. Everybody has chickens. Well, they have a line of chicken shoes and chicken boots. That's right. You have chickens on the boots and shoes and also cattle, cows. So they have the the cow bella line and uh, the chicken line. So check them out today. They have high quality insoles for maximum comfort with heavy duty lug treads. The treads are really heavy duty. Uh, easy step in design. They're made of a resilient resin, flexible. It's not stiff, but it's t- tough and long wearing because a lot of these boots can tend to wear out quickly. And one cool thing is the shoes can be machine washed. You can put them in your washing machine which I don't know of any others that I've done that with before. So so that's kind of neat too. And you just air dry them and you're fine. So these also range in price from like $25 to $45. So they're very affordable. They'd make great Christmas gifts because they're so cute. I've already maybe identified a couple of hosts that have chickens that may be getting these boots for Christmas. Mm. Yeah, as soon as I saw them, I said, yep, I know a couple of chicken people that are going to be getting the chicken boots. You can <laughs> check people. them out at horselovers.com. They're the Sloggers Women's Waterproof Comfort Boots and Shoes. Very, very cute. Great gift idea for this year. It's time for our productivity tip of the month with Nick Snap, host of the Make It Snappy Productivity Show. Up next, we have a monthly feature with Nick Snap of the Make It Snappy Productivity Show, one of my favorite segments of Stable Scoop. Nick joins us each month with a productivity tip. Welcome back, Nick. Thanks for having me, Helena. It's great to be back, as always. And I'm just honored that it's your favorite segment. It is because you share your secrets that make my life better. So the secrets. <laughs> secret sauce. What do, what do you got for secret sauce this month? I want to talk a little bit about automation and outsourcing. Sounds okay. interesting. Yeah. So a lot of times we just get hung up with these daily reoccurring administrative type things that we do over and over and over again, and we waste a whole heck of a lot of time on them and they don't make us feel very good. Right. So what do you do about that as a productivity guy? (laughs) What do I do about it? (laughs) I drink booze and I complain about it. Yeah. A lot of people do that. You're not alone. You're not alone. (laughs) But that's not going to make me more productive. So go ahead. Tell me your secrets. Well, the first thing I like to do when I'm looking at making something better, streamlined. Makes it a lot more fun though, Nick. I will tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at what it is that you're doing that's wasting the majority of your time, what's sucking up your time, it might be something like if you're an online entrepreneur in the the online space, you're blogging or creating content. If you're prospecting for clients, podcasting maybe, or even just like preparing and cooking meals. If you think about what you're doing and take a few minutes to write out your steps, step-by-step, or even a checklist, you can take that checklist and you can ask yourself a couple different questions. You can ask yourself, for each step, really, how does it make me feel? Am I enjoying doing this or I just want to beat my head against the wall with these particular steps? Am I the best person to be doing this particular step? And then how much would it cost me to have someone either take over this step or find a way to automate it? So those are the three things that I ask myself when I find something just sucking up my time. Am I the best person? Is this the most valuable way to spend my time? It's all about return on invested time when you look at productivity. Would you agree? Agreed. So there's a lot of cool little examples that I can think of when you kind of go through this process. But um, 
let's talk a little bit about virtual assistants. Do you, are you familiar with the term VA? I am. And I struggle with wanting one, needing one, and should I be one? <laughs> oh, should you be one? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when you wear, when you work for yourself, you do wear a lot of hats. And so a lot of these administrative tasks become part of your everyday and you mm -hmm. get you get quite good at some of them. Um, but the question that remains, and I think this is the one that you're asking, is um, at what point do I continue to be my own VA or do sure. I outsource this to somebody else? And uh, I guess it comes down to value. It absolutely does. And if there's something that you could be doing with your time to earn a higher value, return on your invested time, then what you could be paying somebody to do it, then it seems like a no-brainer. For me, that was the, the wake-up call for me. I, the first thing I ever outsourced was my show notes for the podcast. It was sucking up about three or four hours a week, I think. And I looked at my steps, step-by-step. Step. What did I actually have to do for these show notes? And what could be outsourced? And how would I do that? So the easiest way to get this done is just to find some sort of software that captures your screen. Like Zoom is a great one. It records videos and yourself talking in your screen captures it all on video and you could take that and you can send it to an agency like a broker for VAs or or you can go out and get your own virtual assistant have them watch the video and then a really cool step after that is to have them write out the steps to see if they got it and then you can review those steps and it's all documented it's all on video and it's the easiest way I've found to turn something over that's fairly administrative in nature huh yeah wow so I'm a little excited about this. Um, so the, the, what is the video of that you send them? Is it of your recording? Yes, it'd be of you giving them instructions on whatever it is you want them to do. So. Oh. Wow. I, so it's almost, it's almost like a virtual meeting. Definitely. Yeah. And you don't even really need to be live. I mean, you could have them on live so they could answer questions. Maybe that'd be a little, maybe even a better way to streamline it. But I've just recorded video. So for example, uh, you're very familiar with this process, you know, booking podcast guests or thanking your guests and sending them out the copies of, you know, the links and how to share it and all that kind of stuff. So I just created a little template in Evernote and uh, I explained to my VA what pieces of this template need to be customized for the guest and the key things they would need to point pull out from the episode, um, how to use like click to tweet to share the the content via Twitter, uh, how to copy it into the the Facebook URL share application, and kind of going through that. It took me probably about I don't know ten minutes to make a video, and I saved it on my hard drive, uploaded the Dropbox, and he has it, and now he does all that for me. And that was something that I kept on finding myself having to do over and over and over again every time I had a show, and it was. Not the best use of my time. So, so your training, so the, the training portion for your virtual assistant was essentially you recording an audio file or a video file, sending it to the VA, and they now have their set of instructions on how to, so that you're outsourcing the function to them, the, mm -hmm. the, um, the writing of the show notes, but the training part, you actually, you accomplish that through recording yourself going through the step-by-step -step process. Definitely. So when I did okay. my show notes, I just recorded myself doing the show notes. So there's, certain, so my VA is from the Philippines and he's not all adept at writing descriptions and things like that. So there's certain things I'm still doing myself, although you could look at potentially outsourcing a lot of those to qualify copywriters and everything. It just depends on how deep you want to get into this thing. One of the coolest uh, examples I ever heard from um, the perspective of outsourcing and using 
VAs to your full advantage came from one of my guests, Jay Hunter. He has um, a company where he's got like 42 virtual assistants. And what he does every Wednesday, he creates a 10 minute video of him presenting some sort of content. And he takes that video and he has all of his VAs, not all of them, but a select few of them transcribe it and then chop it all up and create all different kinds of posts on social media and a blog post. And they just take that him talking for 10 minutes and they create like a week or two weeks worth of content out of that 10 minutes. I thought that was the most innovative way <laughs> to, to utilize your, your virtual assistant staff and still wow. kind of own, you know, what the content is. So there's a lot of cool things you could do that. But I think the problem for most people is they just don't take the time to really write out what you're doing step by step so you can figure out how is it that you're thinking? How do you think about these different tasks as you go about your day instead of just kind of doing them? Well, the other thing, too, is you always seem to never be able to quite afford it when you need somebody else in your business or or – it just never seems to be quite the right time. You just don't have quite, you have a lot for them to do and not enough money. So it always seems to be that no matter what size your business is, you're always one person short. Right. Um, which I guess is right. why the VA is a cheaper option. Well, the two, it, but it also does go back to where can you spend your time better? So for me, um, for my pro- podcast, I, I can't sell. I can't sell myself out of a paper bag. Uh, I'm the creative person. I'm the copywriter, right? I'm the producer. I'm the editor. But going out and selling whatever it is you need to do to monetize your your podcast, um, no can do. So that's something that you, I would outsource because that's not my strength. But if I said to myself, you know, all the administrative stuff that I do around my own, whether it's my marketing business or my podcast, um, if I have a list of 12 things that eat up a lot of time, mm-hmm. could if, if I could offset those to some, or if I could outsource those to someone else, then I'd be able to spend more time selling, right? But I don't want to do that. So then you have to think, well, what don't I want to do? And maybe that's the thing that I need to outsource to somebody else. What are you strong at and what are you weak at? Um, so what do you think about that? That's a good way to look at it. I think sales is kind of a slippery slope because really at the end of the day, only you can really kind of tell your story. Yeah. Um, not necessarily that you, you can be the only one to sell it, but definitely need to be very integrated with whoever it is you're teaming up with to, to do those functions. But I think, yeah, if you don't like doing something and it, it angers you and you know you could be spending your time doing tasks that are going to earn you a higher return on your invested time, then absolutely do it. But the, the trick is, if you're going to be outsourcing some of this stuff, don't just go watch Netflix while the other person's doing the work. Like, actually spend the time you know, doing. I was going to bring that desk. up. <laughs> yeah. You got to be careful on that, or else you're just spending money well, for no and, reason. And that's how we justified in the last year, for the first time in eight years, we've we actually have an editor now for some of our shows. You know, Neil, who also mm-hmm. edits your shows, and then we also. Uh, we also got a guest wrangler as somebody to help wrangle guests for, for our shows. And we did that because we discovered that I needed to be the salesperson. So that allowed me, allows me more time to make, to do sales and hopefully, you know, make more money to make up for that. So in the long run, those two, you know, get paid for, um, and you, and you, I was very impressed, Glenn, with your workflow. You, you have it together. Don't, 
don't let him fool you. He really knows processes and systems. So I'm sure that you had all that lined out and it was very easy. No, transition. it's Helena and my wife that have helped that along. That's <laughs> okay. nothing to do with me. I'll take credit for that one. Yes. I'm, I'm the system oriented one. No, but and Jennifer's did, the executor. You know, we did have a system in place from the very beginning as far as show notes and, you know, organization and how we were going to do that so everybody could see it. So, yeah, I think we were ahead of most people that way from the very beginning. And that's thanks to Helena being an organization nut. So, um, yeah. That's how you start. Yeah. yeah, then it's just a matter of just digging in. And one other thing that I mentioned, that when you actually have that process lined out, sometimes you can't get out of your own world. You know, you only see it one specific way. But if you take that process that's written out and you give it to somebody else to look at, somebody like me, then... I could review it and I could start asking questions and give you a different perspective to figure out, are there different ways you can optimize this? So don't just think you have to do it all by yourself. Just give it to a friend or a mentor or something. And it's a really good way to, to drill down to making it easier. And even if it's not outsourcing steps, maybe you're just taking steps out or looking at it in a different way. Just streamlining is you know, a good way to look at it. This um, is, And to tie this into the horse world, uh, my stepdaughter just became the head coach for a university equestrian team here. And she's got 18 stalls and 32 riding athletes. And so that's a big, that's a big group, uh, a lot of horses, a lot of responsibilities. She finally brought on girls is what I was thinking. She (laughs) brought on, no, she brought on, um, a full-time assistant trainer, somebody who could actually manage the scheduling, the administration, the communications, um, someone who could look at the business from the same sort of the same level uh, that she is, the, you know, that bird's eye view, the big picture. And it's a leap of faith, but she said, you know what? My job is to work with the horses, to work with the athletes. And I have to get my hands down in that level of detail. Right. So I need to now outsource this, the, the, the business part, the business management of it. And she says the best thing she's ever done. That's right. You could take it. I mean, that's, you really can't scale your business or even there's things like even like home life. I remember one time I came in, I talked about preparing salads and stuff and batching. I mean, there's preparing and cooking meals, right? Like that could take a huge amount of time that you don't necessarily need to be doing, especially if you don't enjoy cooking. I, there's, there's ways to like, we have, um, Publix has a service now that comes over to the house and delivers groceries. We just go online and order them and they come deliver. That's how much time savings is that really? every I day didn't even know that. every week? We yeah, do that with called, Stop and Shop. Yeah, they never yep. would What's do that. What's yours called with Publix? Live. It's called shipped S uh, S H I P T and they'll come to the house. I mean, they're only available in certain areas, but there's services like that that are available that people just need. If, if that's If it's suck up like two or three hours on the weekend, then what's that worth? You know, an we've extra, been doing it for a like a percent. year now. Yep. And Excellent. I'll never go into the grocery store unless I absolutely have to. Again, you, you can, there's sales online. You can, you can pick the day and the time that you want to deliver it. So the kids never have to make their lunch, you know, and, and with like white bread and peanut butter, because that's all you have. Left <laughs> uh, in the I just yeah. looked, of course, we're not included. Nothing is included. We can't even get pizza delivery delivered. To oh, house. Well, <laughs> you are out in Ocala, but yeah. Amazon's got a service too. I think Amazon, uh, where they'll deliver like Amazon now might be the name. There's yeah, a lot of cool they services have Amazon out there. Fresh too, which is, That's uh, what it in is. a lot of the cities. Yeah. Uh, I, I know. Well, we're well, playing is- out of time, guys. What, yeah. Where can we find you, Nick? Well, I would love if you are in accountability. Accountability has been my thing. I've really been focusing on how do you practically hold people accountable to their goals? And we've been doing that in my Facebook group, the Productive on Purpose, the POP, Popper Facebook group. So you can join that group by texting the word accountable to 44222. Or you can go to my website. I have a new website called nicksnap.com. 
And I C K S N A double P. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick. We appreciate you stopping by. Awesome. Likewise. Thanks for having me. This winter grooming tip is brought to you by Horseware Blankets. Joining us are two of the top grooms in the country of Enter Philip Dutton's groom, Emma Ford, and Cat Hill from World Class Grooming. And this week's Horseware Grooming Tip is brought to you by Emma, and we're talking about winter bathing alternatives. So no one wants to bathe their horse completely in the winter when it's a bit chilly. So here are a couple of tips you can do, especially after working out your horse and to get rid of those sweat marks. The first one, if they're quite sweaty, you can use just a mild detergent in a bucket of warm water. And if you add uh, just like a couple capsules of baby oil and then take a towel and thoroughly wipe them down using a circular motion all over and concentrating around um, any of the sweat mark areas, so saddle, girth, ears. A lot of people um, miss their head, where the headpiece lies and the brow band. What are we talking about for detergent? Um, we, when we, um, we actually like uh, mild detergents such as ivory. Okay. Any sort of mild antibacterial detergent you can use as well, sort of a dishwasher detergent basically. And then um, with the two combined, with baby oil and detergent, it basically gets rid of the sweat marks, but also leaves the coat coat a little bit moisturized without actually getting them really wet down to the skin. And then your second option, and I tend to do this on clipped horses that don't have a long coat. I use either witch hazel or rubbing alcohol to um, towel them off with once they've done their workout. Witch hazel, definitely for sensitive skinned horses. It's much more mild on their skin. Um, than rubbing alcohol. If you feel your horse isn't clean enough to go on to lessons and you've got some wipes, you can, um, rather than washing them, you could add baby powder to their legs so that you're a little bit whiter for your lesson. And it is a hard thing. You never know. Is there a temperature that you go by where you don't bathe underneath a certain temperature with, like do a full bath? You know, when they come in, I just make a decision as, oh, they, you know, they'll dry off quickly if I just use rubbing alcohol or if I just use, um, you know, the detergent and baby oil. It's looking, you know, depends on, I'd say 45 degrees and below, you're definitely looking at just not giving them a full bath. Where can people find out more about you? We are on the internet at www.worldclassgrooming.com. We also have the book World Class Grooming for competition horses. And you can also go on Instagram, which is World Class Grooming. I get all the books uh, that come out, basically. We get them here to review, and most of them I send out to listeners. That one I kept. So World Class <laughs> Grooming, it's on my shelf. World Class Grooming makes a great holiday gift as well. This tip was brought to you by Horseware. Have you ever wanted to own your own Rambo? Well, here's your chance. From October 3rd to November 23rd, receive $50 off any Rambo turnout blanket, including the Rambo Duo, the Optimo, the Original, the Supreme, and all the others in the Rambo turnout line. All you have to do is trade in your old turnout from any brand for a horse in need. Simply visit horseware.com slash trade for more information and fill out the form for the voucher you will need to get your $50 off. The complete list of retailers is at horseware.com slash trade as well. Open to U.S. and Canadian residents only. Go to horseware.com slash trade today and replace that blanket with all the holes for one of the best blankets on the market, the Rambo Turnout. 
outline. And next up, we're going to welcome April Kmeck from Texas. She's our listener of the week, and uh, she has quite an interesting and very busy life. So I'm really excited to get to know our latest listener, April Kmeck. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop listener of the week. Well, hi, April. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are y'all? Good. Thank you so much for being a listener. We really appreciate it. And you're a pretty new listener, right? Yes, I am. Only about four months in. How did you find us? I was on Karen Chatton's website and AERC website looking around and saw it there and decided, hey, horses for more every day for like over an hour, I had to listen. And now I'm hooked. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. We're glad you're hooked. And Karen actually has brought us a lot of listeners. If you don't know, Karen Chatton does our endurance episode once a month on Horses in the Morning. And now Yes, that's the first one I listened to. Well, great. And I know here you says you listen to the Stable Scoop and the Driving Show. Are you a driver? Um, I'm a wannabe driver. Ah, okay. So you've never done it? I've driven a miniature. I have driven once. I went to, I take that back. I've driven twice. When I went to Poland, when I was like 10 years old, I got to drive. And then I took a clinic a couple of years ago just because, and it was for beginners. So I got to drive um, halflingers and Yorkshire carriage horses. Oh, wow. wow. Very cool. Yeah. I am shocked at the number of auditors and listeners that are trying driving for the first time because they listen to the show. And that just makes Wendy and I so proud. And, And they're loving it. People don't realize how much fun it can be. Uh, it's mm. awesome. And I want to be able to load my kids up and my family and drive them around and also let other people experience horses maybe through that manner. Because, you know, not you can't walk up to somebody and say, sure, get on my horse. Right. But, hey, if you want to take a spin around the pasture, then let's go. And that's what we sell as being the big advantage for carriage driving is that it is a, more of a social thing. You can take people with mm-hmm. you. You can take people that would never get on a horse. Um, right. Yeah. That, that is that is true. That is one of the big advantages of driving. Well, now you have a bunch of kids, huh? <laughs> bunch of kids, <laughs> bunch of horses, bunch of animals, um, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> you you have three daughters, 16, 12, and 11. My yes, God, my three says... <laughs> daughters at that age? You're just, oh, man. It, it's fun. My husband promises he's going to go move to our camp house in the near future. And I was like, huh, not without me. Um, <laughs> we'll just let them take over the house. Helena, imagine having three um, graces. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that would be a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> they could keep each other occupied, that's for sure. Do they yeah, even like each other? Fighting. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't even like each other at that age. So now. On occasion, the 11 and 12 year old do about 50 percent of the time <laughs> now are they at all interested in horses the way you are yes um maybe not quite as much as i am my 16 year old doesn't ride um but she loves to groom and to help pack up so she's great to take places when you need stuff like that done she loves that the other two like to ride my middle one is a little more the daredevil she'll run around the pasture bareback and do things that she probably shouldn't but you know i did the same thing so okay um so those, my two youngest definitely have an interest in horses, and the um, oldest one, like I said, she will just groom till her heart's content, and she wants me to drive also so she can ride along. Okay. 
Okay. And so you're now they're not, it's not like they, they don't get the chance to be around horses because you have quite <laughs> your own herd. As I'm looking at the show notes here, you I, are I a busy woman. How many, how many horses do, am I looking at here? 10. Okay. So it's nine horses and one miniature donkey. Okay. And, um, quite a few of them are, well, two of them are retired ranch horses. They're just living their life out on the farm. Um, one's crazy, so she doesn't get ridden. Um, you can ride her, but it's kind of at your own risk. I'm sure she'd make it from Texas to Mexico really quickly. <laughs> and, you know, then I have the miniature horse, and she doesn't do anything but terrorize people. So, But we have, we have four horses that can be ridden, so they have plenty of horses to ride. Alina, did you see the name of the donkey? I did. <laughs> Sassafras the sassy ass. I, yes. Sassafras the sassy ass. That's great. And she and we have yeah. no idea how old she is. And and April right, she's pretty young. Meaning she's probably like forty. <laughs> you know? No, I know she's relatively young. The lady that I got her from said, Well, I'm pretty sure she's under ten. Um, okay. And I said, oh, okay. But, um, you know, at first when I got her, supposedly she was bred to a miniature stud and we were going to have a mini mule. But that didn't happen. So I was okay with that, but just a little bit disappointed. <laughs> My husband was ecstatic. <laughs> she wasn't pregnant. You haven't listened long but. enough to know. Do you know what I call mini donkeys? No. Zombie donkeys. I call them zombie donkeys oh. because most of them are a real handful. Uh, she can be. Yeah. She can be. She she thinks she's something else. And, well, she is. So. <laughs> they have an attitude, don't they? They just have an attitude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But this one loves kids. So that's good, I guess. She doesn't hurt mine. <laughs> that's, the new, that's the new bar we set. Okay, well, it hasn't killed the child, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You need to invite some neighbor kids over and yeah. see what she does. Bring over the neighborhood bully. Yeah. There you go. That would be perfect. Yeah. And you do have quite a collection here, a lot of quarter horses, and I, su- I assume you're a trail rider? I am a trail rider, and I also um, have run barrels in the past and may continue to do that. I'm just not real sure. My barrel horse is having a few soundness issues right now, as I think all barrel horses do. But truthfully, when it comes down to it, as much as I love the adrenaline with barrel racing, I, you know, I want to do something that takes a little bit longer. So um, hopefully one day I'll pursue maybe some nature track rides or endurance or maybe some adventural trail rides. I would love to be able to get a string of horses that were just wonderful four-wheel drive trail horses that I could put, not beginners on, but people that have ridden but really want to go out and see some country and be able to provide that. The Natrack rides would be great for that. Um, and, you know, you hear us do the Natrack show once a month on Horses in the Morning. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people like you end up doing Natrack. Well, <laughs> by the way, you can't, it doesn't take much to get a longer ride than the 12 seconds it takes you to get around the barrels. So, you know, <laughs> right, right. You can, <laughs> that just getting to the barrels takes longer. So, um, that's the truth. <laughs> so I understand that. But yeah, the Nate track and the competitive trail rides are the one of the fastest growing things out there today. Jennifer loves that's, doing that stuff. She really does because it, it is fun. Yeah, I've never been around any. I've only volunteered at some of the endurance rides and 
I can imagine how much enjoyment people get out of that and just the, the time you can be out in nature. I love wildlife. I love things like that. So to be able to be out in the middle of the woods or pastures or wherever to ride and to be able to take the time to see wildlife and see the open area and still, you know, compete. Hey, that's right up my alley. She would probably like hunter paces too, huh, Helena? I think. Absolutely. I, I was just thinking hunter that. Paces. Yeah. I would love hunter paces. I just have to get my rear in an English saddle in um, <laughs> a horse that'll take me over some things. Actually, you but, could uh, do, you don't need to, to be, um, you don't need to jump to do a hunter pace. They have non-jumping divisions. And I've seen plenty of people go out in oh. Western Tack. Oh, well, that would be really fun. I wonder if they have any around here. I mean, we're kind of in the middle of cow country, but maybe maybe Houston or Dallas area. Yeah, anywhere. Where, I mean, one of my favorite things about hunter paces is um, the changing terrain. You know, so mm-hmm. you might have to look a little, like you said, you got to look a little further. But, um, you know, being able to gallop over some rolling hills is just fine. Yeah, and then every once in a while, there's a little log, you know, and I'm like, okay, I can jump the log. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, we, we jumped stuff like that, you know, when we were at Cal's, but, you know, as far as like serious cross country jumps, which I'd also love to try, it's just a matter of, you know, finding time and I can be a bit busy at times. Um, but it, I mean, yeah, galloping over open pastures. I mean, how much more fun can you get than that? Now you work, you have a unique job because we have not talked <laughs> to anybody from a place like this before. Tell everybody what you do. Um, I'm the financial controller at Monterey Mushroom um, here in Madisonville, Texas. We have 10 facilities across the U.S. with our home offices in California, and we grow mushrooms. So um, you use our about, byproduct. Yes. Actually, we use um, a lot of stable bedding, and that is it's very, very important to go into our compost. I mean, without that and wheat straw and things like that, you know, we wouldn't have a product. And what's nice is you don't have to wait for this, the bedding, your, your muck pile to break down and compost into that super fine stuff. Mushrooms are happy with whatever you kind of put in there, aren't they? Well, they are, but we actually do break it down. We have about a 21-day process to get the compost ready to go, and um, we end up putting it in tunnels that are, use forced air and steam to break it down. And we put them in big 8 by 4 foot beds and that's what we grow in, in in growing rooms and we produce roughly about 650,000 pounds of mushrooms a week whoa wow that's Choo! a lot of mushrooms because they don't weigh a lot they're pretty uh lightweight. no they don't they're light <laughs> yes cow so yes i am amazed at the number of listeners we have that are accountants controllers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've heard, we, we have a bunch of them that are, and I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know why I never pictured, uh, I never pictured because every horse math, or every horse girl I knew was not very good at math, better at English. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, I, I like math and science. My original, um, course was to either be a veterinarian or an engineer and somehow I got to accounting, but that's okay. <laughs> It's funny how our where our, our paths and lives take us. Absolutely. And so, uh, well, I think Glenn, I, I kind of want to get to know a little bit more about April with our rapid fire questions. Yes, let's do it. Okay. All right. Sounds great. You're ready here. 
This is one of my favorite questions. So I, this, and, and I honestly, I think this is one of our listeners' favorite questions too. I don't know. We get all giddy about this. It's simple. What is your favorite food? Oh, seafood and steak. They kind of run a close first and second, but I get steak quite a bit. And being one of that, I don't get seafood very often. So I love shrimp and crab. Mm, you know, it's great because most of our listeners have said they hate seafood and Glenn yeah. loves when they hate seafood because <laughs> he hates it too. And I love it. So welcome to the dark oh, no. side, my dear. I love it, man. Some butter and garlic over that scampi. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm a happy woman. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you love seafood. It's even better. <laughs> Surf and turf, we call it up here. Surf and turf. That's right. How to ruin what a good is your... steak. You live in Texas, for God's sakes. Oh, stop your crying. Hey, just don't just don't cook it well done. You know, please. Don't That's be right. like, oh, I want my steak well done. That is burnt. That's right. And Glenn, Texas, unless you, you didn't know this, is is on the water. The the Gulf, hello? Yeah. We, we have a huge coastline. Yeah. Um, okay, so what's your least favorite food, April? Oh, liver. Oh, gosh. Liver. Yeah. No. I don't okay. want to see it. Okay. Yeah. I, and let I alone think smell there's only it 5% of the population that are going to argue with that. So, <laughs> yeah. like, Why is it? Like, how did liver get such a bad rap? My mom it, used to cook liver. and She used to make bacon and cook it into bacon fat and make us eat it. And I have never uh, eaten ugh. liver since then. I think the smell and texture is awful. Yeah. I I don't, but it was popular at one point. Lots of people liked it. And then suddenly, our parents' generation, I think. And maybe because it was cheap. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe because it was a post war staple and that's all you could have and you could flavor it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to do, let's do a history episode on On liver. liver? No, thanks. You can do that. Okay. So, April, you have a lot of horses and you have a big family. What is, and I'm going to ask you to, this is a double, a double question for you. What's your biggest equestrian pet peeve and what's your biggest equine pet peeve? Okay. So my biggest equestrian pet peeve is when people trailer their horses and they let their heads hang out of the horse trailers while they're driving. I don't care if you're in the parking lot and the horse's head's hanging out. That's fine. That's your own business. But I see so many people driving down the road, driving down Interstate 45 at 75 miles an hour. And their horses' nose are out or part of their heads out. And I'm just, that is just such an accident waiting to happen. I'm like, yeah. I know it's hot, but get a screen or put something up. Um, it's, it's crazy. I've even said something to people about it and, you know, pretty much got told it wasn't in my business. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to be the voice of the horse. So here you go. Um, yeah. And that, that is definitely my, my biggest, you know, overall equestrian pet peeve. And my biggest, equine pet peeve um oh, horses that won't stand tied okay i come from um you know when we work cows and things like that our horses have to stand and they just have to deal with it and i want them to stand relatively still i get you need to move around but don't be pulling back don't be tearing up everything don't tear up my trailer and right. I feel the same way about my kids. When I sit them down and want them to be still, they need to be still too. I thought you were going to yeah, say when they're idea. tied. Let's cross tie <laughs> yeah. our kids. I, I don't tie them. Here, Grace, stand right I'm here for a second. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. People put harnesses on their kids That's now. You know, true. now we just have to teach them hey. the ground tie. That 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 might be an idea. Other you know, cobbles might work. 
It's the only time that I actually get super frustrated with my horse when he's fidgety for no reason. There's no bugs. There's no, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I do have a theory though. I think that because he, he stands very quietly for 80% of the time, that 20% Mm -hmm. of the time, I think I must be wearing something that at one point had horse treats in the pockets. They could be empty at this point, but you, you know, I'm like, well, what is it? What's you're looking all around. What is making you fidget? What is up your skirt today? And really the only thing I can come up with is there's got to be something scented on my person who makes them fidget. Horse treat smell never goes away. It just doesn't. I mean, I don't know what it is, but you can wash something 12 times. And my horse is like, you had a treat in that pocket and you either need to produce one or I'm going to go in and get it myself. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're especially the mini. Unless they've learned to actually associate that piece of apparel with the treat giving incident, mm-hmm. you know, um, yes. the other day I was on a trail ride with my horse and we were coming back, we were coming home on the road and, um, we were out for a long time. We we're in the saddle for almost three hours and wow. we, we came up past his property, had a stone wall and a white gate. And he decided that he was just going to stop right there. He was just going to stop. And I, I thought maybe he had to pee. So I got up off his back and I'm, you know, but he doesn't park out. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, what's, what's his deal? You know, and he's just looking around like everything's fine. Here we are. And I realized it dawned on me. The gate looks exactly like our gate at home. And it's got two uh-huh. stone walls on either side. He thought we were home. You know, he associated. He was like, I'm here. Yeah, we're, this is our house, isn't it, Mom? It looks an awful lot like our gate back at home. So, I, you know, sometimes I think I don't give our horses enough credit for the associations that they make, whether it's a treat in your favorite, you know, barn jacket or the gate that comes home to their barn. I, I have to give my horse some credit for that. So, Absolutely, absolutely. Siri. Okay, last question, because I decided to go on and on about my story. If you okay. could, If you could ask any one of your many horses, a single question, which horse would you ask and what would you ask? Um, I would ask um, our oldest mare, Duchess, because she's been through pretty much everything. What could I do within reason that would make her life easier and our relationship better? We were pretty in sync as it is. I mean, she was the ranch horse that could make anybody look good. Um, But despite how in tune we we were together, I always wanted to know what little thing could I do that would take it to the next level. Awesome. Awesome. As a real partner, a question to a real partner. Well, it sounds like you have a very interesting, exciting, and wonderful life with your horses and your family. And I'm honored that we had a few minutes to get to know more about you. Well, thank you. It's been great fun. And I love listening to all the programs and can't wait to hear more. Um, it's just so informative and there's every program that I can at least relate a little bit in some way, somehow. So that's really, it's really nice. Well, We're now glad you just to came in it. four months ago. You got 5,000 episodes to k- catch up on. So <laughs> no, uh, get to work. I get to catch up. <laughs> I, I am. My husband, when I come home, he's like, did you listen to the podcast today? And if I didn't, he's like, oh, here we go. Cause I'm going to like run off to my room and go finish listening. <laughs> and, but no, he, he knows about it and, He's like, go ahead, finish, finish listening. Horse Radio Network, the cause of more marital strife in the horse world than any other thing. 
<laughs> well, or the fact that we don't, you know, kill each other because of it. Oh, I guess that's, that's true. Yeah. And then, hey, so, hey, you, you could know, be arguing about how much you spend therapy. on the horses, and this way you're just arguing about us. So it's perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, April. Thank you. Dr. Rose's Remedies Skin Treatment Salve and Spray are 100% all-natural products. They are anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal. Dr. Rose's are made with all human-grade ingredients and are safe and effective for treatment for all manner of cuts and scrapes on your horse. And Dr. Rose's is the must-have product here at the Horse Radio Network headquarters to keep PT Scooter's delicate white pasterns free from dew poisoning and scratches. Ask for Dr. Rose's at your local tax store or feed supplier or visit them online at drrosesremedies.com. That's drrosesremedies.com. Well, we have Michelle on the show all the way from Norco, California, Horsetown, USA, here to review the Noble Noble Outfitters Perfect Fit Western Shirt, show shirt. Hey, Michelle. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. I think the last time we talked to you was well, years ago when we were out there in Norco, right? Yes, sir. I think at that time I was the only listener in Norco that they could find. <laughs> now there's a lot of us. Yeah, you, I think uh, I think you and uh, one other one <laughs> were were about mm-hmm. it in Norco. Uh, but we brought we brought uh, Horse Radio Network to Norco, and I'm hoping next year we're going to be traveling out to California in your area a couple times for a couple conferences, and I'm hoping that we can we can stop by and do a couple more shows from Norco. It was a whole lot of fun. Oh, that was that would be so awesome. I think we can get some really cool people lined up for you to interview too. Sounds good. What now what about the Noble Outfitters Ladies Perfect Fit Western show shirt? You know, I have to say this was one of the most flattering Western show shirts that I've ever tried on. Um, it was cut really nice. It wasn't just a, a straight cut through your midsection. It was kinda, you know, in a little bit, but in a good way. And uh I wore it to my Jim Canna show, which I have about once a month, and it's a Western Games show. And it was so nice. It just it looks really, really nice with my jeans. Um, it has, so it's buttoned up for the most part, but then right at your cleavage kind of area, it has a zipper. You don't have to worry about coming unbuttoned all the time, which is amazing. Oh. I'm sure we can appreciate that. Oh, yeah. 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 That's that very thoughtful. Cute. See, this is what I love about Noble Outfitters. They think. They think oh my about gosh. their stuff. And I didn't know that when I received it, and I was just so impressed just by that design. Um, it was a really kind of a hot day when I wore it, but I really wanted to try it so that I could come on and review it. Um, so my notes, uh, it did pick up a lot of dirt. So it started out very black at the beginning of the day and it ended up a dingy gray by the end. My horse had slobbered on it. There was lots of dust around. So they, I think they also offer it in a blue. And if you're going to be in a kind of a dusty area, that might be a good idea. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say they have a couple um, different colors and I know the blue would, yeah, the black's going to show. And you, I mean, 
pretty much Norco's in a desert. So uh, you you have a lot of uh, dust. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so I think I'm going to try it again in the cooler season when there's not quite so much dust and hotness around. Uh, so, But it is such a nice shirt. Oh, my gosh, it's so nice. Um, it says it's supposed to be kind of cooling and that the material's supposed to breathe, but I think I wore it on maybe too hot of a day for that to happen. It was very, very hot that day. Um, but it really, the color was nice. It'll be nice in the fall and the winter. It is long sleeve and it, uh, it's made of the cool max, the 67% cotton mm-hmm. and 33% polyester cool max. It says it's machine washable. So I assume you did. Oh yes. It needed a wash for that day. <laughs> nope. How did it survive the wash? Yeah. Beautifully. Beautifully. Ah. And hardly any wrinkles too. It was really, really nice. Ooh, I like that. I know. Now, this has the, the flat hemline at, around the bottom. This is actually not necessarily meant to be tucked in, right? Right. Uh, and Jim Canna, we have a kind of a dress code, so we have to tuck it in. Okay. Oh, okay. But it could be left out. Now, it's not blingy. See, when you say Western shirt, I immediately think of rhinestones and uh, Dolly Parton. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Although yeah. Dolly really could uh, do well with the zipper. <laughs> you wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> And by the way, for the zipper part, I want to apologize to all the horse husbands out there. Oh, Oh, get over yourself, will you please? Like, horse husbands don't have a vested interest in cleavage. Yeah, you. uh, we've we've made all five of them uncomfortable at this point. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was apologizing for the fact that there was a zipper. See, that's what I was doing. I was going the other way with it, see? Uh, Uh, Of course. These come in a bunch of different sizes, and would you say they're true to size? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I was a little bit worried because sometimes, you know, when you get on a horse, it's not always super flattering, you know? Everything kind of gets squished around, but uh, it actually looked really nice. I got the size that I would normally wear, and it fit perfectly. All right, very good. They come in black, crystal blue, and white, which uh, you'll have the opposite problem with the white. Um, and it does look like they offer the UPF sun protection, uh, the OptiDry technology, and the zipper. So now we, I was wondering where the zipper was. I didn't know if the whole thing zippered up or how that worked. Now, now that answers that question. Now uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, now I know. Well, that's terrific. Uh, we're glad you liked it. Now, these run eighty nine ninety five, and you can find them at horselovers.com. Noble Outfitters Ladies Perfect Fit Western Show Shirt. Would you recommend it? Absolutely. Well, that's it for this week. Helena, what is uh, the highlight? Uh, you got into politics on your show? Are you crazy? We got into politics. Well, it's politics in Newport, which means it's dabbled with love and romance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And alcohol. Yeah. Actually, I had to kind of put my journalist hat on, and it was a little bit of a stretch. I stepped outside my comfort zone, and I interviewed a fellow by the name of Harry Winthrop, who is quite the character in Newport, complete with a handlebar mustache. And um, he used to be the mayor, and this time around, he is running for the Newport City Council. And there's a lot of really cool things going on. In Newport, I mean, don't forget, it's a global destination, so it's it's on people's radars. And uh, so there's a lot at stake this year. Harry's running, and I had a chance to talk to him about why people should vote for him and what his hopes and plans are for the city of Newport. Cool stuff.
Very cool. Well, thank you so much. You can find that at thatnewportshow.com or on iTunes or any other place you want to go to find it. Uh, you can check it out there. Uh, and this weekend, uh, there's something I haven't even talked to Helene about this. So this is news to you, too. Oh, it's always news to me. (laughs) This is where I learn about my life. There's going to be a special episode of Stable Scoop, and it's the Glenn's non-horsey episode. Occasionally, I find people that I've been wanting to interview that are not horse-related. So you do not have to listen to this. Uh, But if you want to, you can. It is just people that I find interesting that are not horse-related, but I have nowhere else to interview them. And we talked about it and said, well, let's put them out in the Stable Scoop feed, and it's Glenn. Glenn's non-horsey episode. Um, it's not going to be a regular thing. It's going to be occasionally, maybe once a month. And I'm going to put them out and you determine whether you want to listen, whether my guest is interesting to you or not. I have a guy who hiked the Appalachian Trail at the age of 61 is coming up on this weekend's episode. He's, he started his own little podcast, which is how I found him. Uh, Mighty Blue on the Appalachian Trail. He's a super nice guy here from Florida, but he was 61, fat, out of shape. Never hiked a day in his life and just started hiking the Appalachian Trail and did the entire thing. Wow. Uh, all, all the way from Georgia to Maine and his stories. What a super nice guy. I, I love his podcast. It's my new favorite podcast. And I said, I got to talk to you. I want to interview you. So I had him on and we're going to play that this weekend on my special weekend edition, bonus edition of Stable Scoop. So if you want to listen to that, take a listen. If not, then please skip it and go right. And by the way, we do talk about horses for about five seconds. So uh, <laughs> so if you're not interested, we, no offense. You won't offend me by not listening, but just go ahead and go to next week's show. That would be fine. So I hope that's okay with you, Helene. I didn't even ask you if I was allowed. But that's fine. But I, do, I, do I get to be in on the interview? No, I did it myself. It's my personal interview. Glenn. Yes. Well, then I get one of my own. Then sure? I get to interview somebody I want. Yeah, it has to be non-horse related, though. Can Why? Because that? that's Why? the idea. No. It's not horse related. It's just fun. I've I've even turned that Newport show into a horse related <laughs> show. Don't ask me how I See, made you that can't leap, do but it. I did it. See, I can do it. See, I wanted a chance after eight years of talking to nothing but horse people for five thousand episodes. I wanted to talk to somebody who wasn't horse related. Fine, fine. Uh, so, do I get the week off? No, it's a special episode, so you don't get the week off either. Just a bonus. It's a bonus. Think of it as a oh, bonus. Oh, it's a bonus. It's episode. a bonus episode. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> Stable Fine. scoop bonus. It's mm-hmm. the husband side talking to a, another non-horsey person. Think of it that way. We do that occasionally. Dude, in case you didn't notice, yes. you are now a horse person. You own a pony and you drive. La 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 That's it, everybody. Let's wrap up this show. That is horseshow.com, stablescoop.com. Get our app, horseradionetwork.com. We're all good. That's it. I'm done. Before she picks on me some more, we're out of here. But we'll be back. I will not let this guy get away with it. (laughs) Next week, we'll be back with more. Until then, happy scooping. (laughs) 